0: Step into a world of adventure and join our players in Waterdeep Dragon Heist. We are thrilled to have you, but we'd be even more thrilled if you became a patron of our podcast on Patreon. I'm Dungeon Lord J, and this is Quest.
1: Me, Elle and last week we went to this really cool boutique and there was all kinds of fun purple things for some reason and Cam got a bag of teeth gross so then like we left there and then they took me to a bar but I had to drink ale I mean it's fine it was it was fine I get to drink like regular people and then we went to this warehouse and like I, like, jumped over the fence, and then, like, the gate fell. And then they tried blaming it on me, but definitely uh, Magic Dan, he broke a bunch of boxes. And then when I opened the door, these fucking pigeons came in, and then they shot me, and then they shot Cam, and then they shot Tay, and I think Magic Dan died. And then Rainier came out of nowhere, and he, like, choked one of those birds, and then he was like, oh, my God, it's you. And I was like, I know, it's you. And, like, we like, it was great.
0: In the shrouded embrace of the night, Talon, Cam, and Magic Dan lie sprawled on the cold ground, unconscious and bleeding from grisly arrow wounds. The air is thick with tension, and all that remains standing is Eltaor, his eyes wide with horror as his new companions were felled by the mysterious raven folk guarding the ramshackle warehouse. Eltaor. Desperation sets in. As you're nimble on your feet, you dive behind a large crate, narrowly avoiding two arrows that lodge themselves into it. The situation is dire, and danger is closing in. Suddenly, a breath of relief washes over you at the sight of Renair Neverember, your old friend. He emerges like a ghost from the shadows. In a swift and daring move, Reneir tackles one of the three remaining ravenfolk and knocks them unconscious. In a moment of surprise and recognition, you both exchange hurried inquiries. The enemies beginning to recover from their initial shock. Seeking refuge once more, both of you take cover. Ronaire's urgent voice cuts through the tense air. A blade! Eltior, toss me a blade! The plea echoes in the dimly lit chamber as the fate of your companions teeters on the edge of uncertainty. So we're going to get back into initiative.
1: Are there any weapons on the ground or just what I have on me?
0: So you are currently ducked behind a series of crates, separated from Renair. There are blades piled up from these dead bodies that are lined against the walls, but they're too far away from you. You would have to jump into range of these arrows. But you do have a blades on you, don't you? I think I'm going to throw him my rapier and then just pull out my two daggers. You throw him your rapier. It clangs on the ground, and he picks it up. Finally. You are first in initiative, L. So what would you like to do? You have two enemies. They have just recovered from this shock of Renair jumping out of nowhere. The one with the red hood and a the one with a scarf. I'm going to
1: hop out from uh, the side of the, the crate, and I'm going to throw one of the daggers at it.
0: Okay, make an attack roll. 20. Well, that definitely hits. Four damage. So you toss a dagger that flies across the room. It strikes this kenku in its chest, and it lurches forward. Um, it looks to be gravely injured, but still up. I'm going to hide behind the, uh, the crate for another dirty 20. You duck between a different crate. Another arrow launches past where you were standing, um, and you watch it fly by you. Tailing, you are currently laying on the ground, dying.
2: That's a nine.
0: Oh, that's a failure. How many fails do you have? This will be my first. You have one failed death save? Mm -hmm. And one success. Next up, the Kenku. The gravely injured, red-hooded Kenku is going to run forward to investigate the crates. Because he knows you were there a second ago, but now you're not. So he's going to move forward. He will see you duck behind the crates, but he doesn't have enough time to draw any weaponry or anything in this moment. The other one is gonna shoot Rhaenyra. Renair will get shot in the shoulder. You will look over at him. He is already bloodied, bruised, beaten. His clothes are tattered. It seems like he has gone through hell, but adrenaline keeps him going as he will draw out a rapier and run out towards this Kenku that just shot him. Cam, you're stable. You are no longer bleeding out. Magic Dan, you are unconscious. Roll a death save. All right. At least it's not a one. Is that your first or second failure? Second. Oh, fantastic. If Magic Dan dies, as do I. Mm-hmm. My, my heart dies. Renair <laughs> is up. Grabbing his rapier, your rapier, L, he will charge towards the Kenku with the scarf on that just shot him. And he will run the blade through him, adrenaline pumping in his veins. He will draw the blade out, blood splatters across the ground, and this Kenku drops. I. I, I, he's too bewildered to even realize what he has just done. L, you're up. That last Kenku, is he kind of close by? Yes, he's right on top, like he is standing on top of a crate that you are hiding behind. All right, so I think I'm going to jump up and I'm just going to take the dagger, jab in the back of his calf
1: and then like sweep his legs out from underneath him. 21. That hits. Do I get sneak attack on this one? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Seven points of damage.
0: That is enough. How do you want to kill this?
1: I jab him in the leg, grab his legs, and sweep him off the crate. And as he's falling down, the back of his head hits the crate, and his neck snaps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, damn. It's like the raid. He lets out one final call and perishes before you. Renair still standing with blood dripping off of your rapier. L, quick, uh, I, I think I saw healing potions around here somewhere. Uh, th- the others didn't loot the place. Help me find them for your friends. Absolutely, let's find them. You guys want to look around for healing potions? Oh, for sure. In that time period, I need you to make another death save, and you to make another death save. And you to make an investigation check. Uh, you have advantage. What do you got to get? Don't die. A 14. Okay. Oh,
1: you succeeded. 13. You also succeeded. And I got a 22 investigation.
0: You help Renair look around, and you will see that beside one of these large crates is a satchel. You flip it open, and inside are four healing potions.
1: All right, I'm gonna take the first one, I'm gonna run over to Magic Dan, and I'm gonna tell Renier to bring one to Talon. All right, I'm gonna help this guy, you
0: help that guy. Go, fast! He will take the potion, run it over to Talon, give it to Talon. You will take the potion to Magic Dan, give it to Magic Dan. The two of you come to consciousness.
3: Oh, oh, oh. oh, my God. What the hell is sticking out of me? Ow. Oh, oh, that is... Oh, Meowseline here, are you okay? And I just open up the other side of my coat, and Meowseline just looks up. Oh, thank God. You weren't hurt, that bastard chicken wing son of a bitch. Ah. And then I'm going to grab a third
1: one, and I'm going to bring it over to Cam and, and get him up. By the gods of
4: Phaeron, that was my nipple!
1: All of you are awake and conscious. Hey guys, maybe next time you actually, like, help out, I had to do this whole thing myself. Look, I'm
0: very sorry, as those Kenku really made their point into my chest. All of you are in this warehouse. It's a large space, and there is a balcony that stretches along one side, and an office upstairs. There's crates and abandoned tools that cover the ground. The most startling thing in this chamber is a dozen corpses that lie along the walls, covered in blood. What the fuck happened in here? I'm going to go check the office. Yeah, are
2: these dead fellas fleeing? I would be going with Cam to check out the office. L,
1: what happened? How did you get here? What are you doing here? We just came to investigate, and then fucking pigeons... Shot us, and then you came out of, I don't
0: know, where did you come from? I'm just as confused as you are. I guess there's a little bit of explaining. I do know a little bit, but not very much. Okay, well, tell me what you know. I'm sure you've heard the rumors. Everyone in this city believes that my father, Lord Neverember, embezzled a lofty sum of gold from the city when he was an open lord. I mean, I've heard the rumors, but that's clearly not true. These thugs that kidnapped me, they believed it. They believe that my father hid that gold somewhere in the city. Neverember's Enigma, they called it. So what did they want with you? They kidnapped me and interrogated me ruthlessly, insisting that I knew the location of an eye or an eye stone. On my mother's life, I have no idea what they were talking about. Do you know who these people were? I saw a snake tattoo on one of the ruffians' necks It it must have been the Black Network. Zentarum Thieves.
1: Did they say any names or anything?
0: Not that I heard, but I was with Floon. Floon! They took Floon! No, he's gone! They took him! After they interrogated me, they snatched my mother's locket. While I was tied up near Floon, Floon was knocked completely unconscious. There was a rival group of thugs that showed up, and they started fighting with the kidnappers. I, I, I tried to wake Floon during the chaos, but, but he was out cold. I, I slipped my bonds, and I made my way to the closest place to hide. Who were these people? I don't know, but this rival group... And he motions to the room around you where these bodies lay lined up against the wall. They killed all of the Zents with ease and they took Floon. They must have mistook him for me. We need to find a place
1: for you to hide. We can't have them getting you again. I just don't understand.
0: They took Floon. Why would they take Floon? I guess they thought he was me. I mean, everybody knows who you are. I've been told we look similar. As you investigate the corpses, five of them each have a black snake tattoo with wings somewhere on their body. Either their arm, one has it on their neck, one has it on their, like, ankle. There are seven other corpses. Two of them are goblins, which is kind of strange because goblins don't generally hang out in the city. It's not that they're not allowed, they don't fare well in the city. One of them is a dwarf, two of them are tieflings, and two of them are humans. As you look them over, one of the goblins and one of the humans has a tattoo on their palm. It looks like a circle with a dot in the middle with 10 equidistant spokes radiating out of it. It kind of looks like a sun with a dot in the center of it. Would I recognize this symbol? I don't think so. That is, must be the rival gang. Is there anything you would like to look for specifically on these corpses? I'm gonna look for money. Make a investigation check. Twenty-one. You find among all of the corpses four gold pieces, nine silver pieces, and three copper. Nice. Oh well, it
3: looks like Team Circle Hand attacked Team Neck Snake, and things didn't go exactly as planned. From what I can tell of the horrendous carnage that is laid about me. Did you find anything on them? Oh yeah, I found some money, but you know, finder's keepers, as they say. Don't worry, I'll buy your next drink. It's fine.
0: As Tay and Cam investigate the upstairs office, I want both of you to make a perception or investigation check. That's a ten. Four. You enter the office. Inside is a desk and a ruined wooden chair. On the desk is a bunch of old warehouse paperwork and a smashed... Necklace, a locket. You can see that apparently this necklace had been smashed open, and it once was a locket with a crumbled picture of a royal woman inside of it. But behind it was a secret compartment, which is now empty.
4: That's Lady Brandath. Well, that sure as hell sounds important. Is that someone I should know?
2: I believe that's the late king's wife.
4: Well, that is troublesome, isn't it?
2: Yes. We should show this to Elle. We should probably also give this back to Rainier. Not before you show it to L. Okay, sounds good to me.
0: You all converge back together.
4: Hey, uh, L, can I talk to you over here for a second? Yeah, what's up? And I'm gonna kind of, like, slink away from the group. Um, and I'm gonna, like, try and hold the locket in front of me and show you with our backs turned to everyone else and say, does this woman look familiar to you? Yeah, that's Rainier's mom. Where, where did you find his locket? In the office, upstairs. It was smashed, and it seems to have been holding something. I'm not quite sure what, but there was a compartment in the back.
1: He said that they took it from him. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they take Floon if they took the locket from Renair?
4: Maybe he told them that Floon was Renair. Right, but why would he have the locket then? Something's not adding up. Would you like to give it back to him? Sure.
0: And I'll hand him the locket. Two groups are involved in this, one of which kidnapped Renair and Floon, the other which just kidnapped Floon because Renair was in hiding. All right, so I'm gonna walk over to Renair, like, "Hey, I I
1: think we found something," and I'm gonna hand him his locket back.
0: Um, oh, my mother's locket.
1: Thank you. Did you know that there was a hidden compartment in there? He looks it over.
0: No, I've I've never seen anything like this.
1: Can I insight him?
0: Make an insight check.
1: That's a nine.
0: You have known Renair many, many years. Since you were both children, right? You can read your friend. He's not lying.
1: So now the plot thickens, we got to find Floon, which I guess was the original mission anyways. Do you have a place to go to be safe? Because we can't keep an eye on you and figure out what's going on.
0: Sounds of flapping wings beat upon the rooftop. There is a crumbles of dust that fall from the roof, from the ceiling. And with a shout There the large double doors of this warehouse is kicked in and over a dozen city watch members into the warehouse and begin shouting at you to put your hands up, get on your hands and knees and they are taking over this place
4: Cam is immediately on his hands and knees, head, hands behind his head just like scared shitless because he never wanted to be on this side of this interaction
0: City watch, put your hands where I can see them.
3: Alright, alright everybody just be cool I'm just us over here I am cool, look at me And I put my, I go down to my knees and put my hands on my head.
2: to make a run for it. (laughs) And Meowchalini runs out and just kind of disappears. Taylan drops to his knees, drops his staff, and puts his hands over his head. Oh, finally, the authorities are here. Hey, guys, we we got it under control. They They grab you by your
0: arms and put put a knee in your back and shove you to the ground. They also grab Renair as well and shove him to the ground. City watch members begin scattering around investigating these dead bodies and these dead kenku. They were all like that when we got here. Coming from behind this initial raid is a well-dressed city watchman in full plate armor. He has a yellow tabard and a metal helmet on. He will remove his helmet and you will see graying salt and pepper hair. He's got sharp goatee. Well, well, well. What do we have here? He approaches the group of you on the ground. You begin fast talking the city watch official. He will begin to speak to you in a very condescending manner. When out of the corner of his eye he catches L and Renair being restrained down to the ground, L just throwing a huge fit about it. Do you know who my dad is? Wait a minute. Is that Lord Neverember? Lord Fomalin, what are you two doing here? Men, release them at once. These boys are nobility. Told you. God. L, you will slightly recognize this uh, City Watch official. Um, you may have seen him at one of your parents' parties. Um, his name is Captain Staggett. He is the lead City Watch guardsman of the dock ward. Hi, Captain. So, I mean, it's
1: fine. Your guy's just doing their jobs. I get it. But we came looking for, for Floon, and then we found Renair, and then these pigeons attacked us. And then, I mean, it's fine. But we're just trying to get out of here. Don't worry about us. You can go ahead and look at the people, and we're just going to go
3: ahead and leave. Please don't arrest us for all these murders. I
0: feel like there's some explaining that
3: needs to be done. We got explanations. Uh, this, this fella right here, this changelum
4: fella, he's got explanations.
3: Away.
4: I just feel like, officer, if if we just could take a moment here, and and we don't need to get super accusatory, we don't need to get you know angry at each other. I'm 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 Cam, and I'll hold out my hand, like well, not hold out my hand, but like gesture my shoulder, I guess, to him while my hands are bound behind my back. To like kind of like shake as he said looking for uh, a floon a uh, very kind uh, individual you know he he knows him I, I don't know him all that well but it's it's someone we're looking for and uh, i just i just really just want you to know we were just looking for this man we came here we got attacked we stopped it and these bodies everywhere i'm a little bit freaked out and i just need to know that like are we okay is this is this all right include the part where we were shot well, i said we were defending ourselves but it it helps i got shot in the nipple <laughs>
0: Roll a persuasion check. I want to see how well this goes over. That is a 23. He will consider what you have said. He will turn towards L and Reneer. He will cross his arms. All right, men. Release the rest of them. And you all are uncuffed and released. Stag it. He will mull over this information while the city watch people are just investigating this whole place. They have carried out the bodies on stretchers. They have opened up all of the crates in this room, which you guys will realize is full with contraband, um, illegal weaponry, drugs, stuff like that. Oh, man, this warehouse was cool. There is a secret room up at the top of the office that they will break into where there are stolen paintings and forged uh, art and different things like that. That they have now confiscated for the city. Considering everything you've told me, I guess I could give you a pass for your trespassing, breaking and entering, tampering with evidence, since you're with L and Renair here. Well, I'm not, I'm not
3: with him, but we're friends. We are friends. That is it. I will take that pass on this
0: super cool warehouse that you have found. I will say, best not meddle in criminal matters. Leave the dirty business to the city watch. You hear me? Yes, sir. It will not
4: happen again. I can I can assure you that.
0: Not all city watch officers are as nice as me.
4: Uh, yes, gentlemen, we should leave. We should we should go. We got this pass. We got a we got a you know a night ahead of us. I could use a bath. Could you use a bath? I could use a bath. We should get out of here.
0: I do need a rest, my God. I'm a little tired and peckish. Keep the blood off the streets, all right? Don't Get.
3: Man, I gotta say, when that chicken man burned up, I got it hankering for some wings. You've been talking about wings for a while, and it's it's all I've thought of. I know, right? Let's go get something. I need a drink. Oh, hold up. Measalini!
0: And lady just, like, kind of just pops out of nowhere and returns to me. Renair will walk towards the exit with L, and he will say, I think I'm going to stay behind. I'm probably safer with the city watch around, and maybe I can answer any questions... Maybe try to convince Captain Staggett to help find Floon. All right, well, if we need anything, we'll come find you. I do have one more thing. When I was hiding, I thought I heard one of those other gang members say that they were taking him, Floon, I guess, into the sewers.
1: Gross.
0: I think he said something about following yellow signs. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm going to need my sword back. Uh, of course. I, I was so caught up here. You, you did great. Thanks. You did too. I'm really, really grateful. Stay safe. I'll try my best. Okay. And you guys exit this investigation crime scene. Um, there are City Watch all over the place. They have the, sh- the alley cordoned off. And that noise that you heard from before that landed on the roof was two griffins from the griffin riders.
3: It was like a SWAT raid. Oh, man, they really brought the force on this thing. My gods.
1: And and that gate was broken before we got here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So where do you think our next move is? We should go to sleep. Yes. I could use some rest. I have almost been dead. I'm also really hungry. And healing potions just kind of run through me. (laughs) So,
4: I, I got to hit a
0: bathroom here soon. So, where are you guys going? Yawning portal. Yeah, let's go somewhere nice.
4: I don't know if I would use nice to describe the yawning portal. I mean, did
0: you see the other bar that
1: we
2: went to? The other bar didn't have a troll.
4: It had, it had character.
2: It
3: also didn't have windows, because people had been thrown through them violently. But you know what they did have, Dan? Say it. Chicken wings. Oh, God, they're probably really good. I mean, they're fine at the yawning portal, even though
0: not crazy about breading them and then putting sauce on them, but Whatever. You make your way back through the city. It's now the early hours of the morning, and you arrive at the Yawning Portal. The Yawning Portal is relatively empty, besides a few patrons who drunkenly passed out in the booths and are sleeping overnight. Durnan has rooms set up for you guys after you dealt with the troll for him, but he makes it very clear Not a free room tomorrow.
3: I mean, God, we got rid of a whole troll, but I guess one night is fine. To be fair, he got rid of the troll. We got rid of
4: Durgis. I'm
1: starting to see a pattern here. Like, you guys really need me because every time shit happens, I I mean, you should have seen how amazing I looked back there. I mean, you were dead, but
0: so you couldn't. You guys make your way to your rooms. (laughs) And you get a long rest. And you also level up. So what if I made, like, some sort of
3: device that fires out a projectile and then I can make that projectile come back?
4: In fact, let me let me see where your daggers real fast. How fast does it come back? I'll have to dial that in. <laughs> so I'm not testing this. I, I appreciate it, but I'm not testing this. You're,
1: you're not going to throw the dagger at
3: me, are you? No, no. Hold on. Hey, check this out. All right. I'm going to put this within. Uh, it's going to come right. Throw it. All right. Hold on. Hand it to me. I hand him a dagger. I take it, and I use infuse item, and I'm going to basically put, like, a return spell on it to where, like, once he throws it, it will return back into his hand. Here you go. Now throw it into that wall. All right, now snap your finger, and the dagger comes flying back out of the wall right into his hand. That's fucking amazing. Amazing. It's very practical. Do not throw fucking daggers in my bar. It was an experiment. Sorry, sorry. I mean, we've done a lot in the last couple of hours. We should not be throwing daggers
4: in anyone's place of...
3: My bad. It's just a test. I was just testing out some practical magic. Starring Sandra
4: Bullock. <laughs> He's secretly a warlock. His patron is Sandra Bullock.
3: What else can you do? I got, like, a couple other ideas. Like, since I just got shot with an arrow, like, real hard, what if I make, like, arrow-proof armor, but like a vest. And that thing just stops arrows. So armor. I think you're trying to invent armor, Dan. I know, but like something lighter and quicker because plate mail slows you down. But what if it was like a shirt, a chain shirt? Yeah, but that's expensive. So leather armor. I'll go back to the drawing board on this.
2: I'd hate to do this, guys, but could I trouble someone for a small loan? How much? Maybe a gold or two and some silver.
4: Tay, hey, you didn't get
2: involved with anyone bad again, did you? No, but that bribe at the bar kind of wiped me out.
4: Oh,
3: well, luckily I found some gold on them dead fellers, so...
2: I'll pay you back. So what's our next
1: move? Rainier said they might have taken Floon into the sewers.
3: I imagine it has something to do with Team circle Hand. That's what I'm calling them. I don't know who they are.
2: Dan, how much are you giving me?
3: Oh, uh, here's two gold. Go.
4: What do you mean, Team Circle Hand?
3: Oh,
2: some of them dead fellers at that
3: uh, warehouse full of corpses. They had kind of an opposing symbol, a uh, sort of sun drawn onto their hand. It's like a circle and some lines. I assume it's a sun. Could be a butthole. I'm not exactly sure, but it is on their hands. I assumed it had to be the rival faction. In fact, I assume those like bird folk were probably part of Team
4: Circle Hand. So you mean to tell me? That we almost died at the hands of the Butthole
0: Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> Call them that to their face. <laughs> hey, Darnin. Hey, over here. Over here. Are you going to order
3: breakfast or not? Oh, yeah, definitely. I need some of them. But uh, real quick, and I kind of draw out the symbol I saw on the hands. You ever see anybody sporting
0: this little uh, symbol here? I recognize it, yes. Who's it belong to? Shady Group, out of Skullport. The Zenitar Guild. Zenitar Guild? What do they do? It is a thieves' guild from Skullport. One silver for breakfast. For all of us? Per person. As you guys discuss your plans for the day, a figure walks into the bar. He has a widow's peak brown hair that's slicked back. He's wearing a very stately, tight-fitting shirt. And he strolls over to the bar and orders a coffee. He turns around and sees Cam. You would recognize this fellow as Jelester Silvermane. He will make eye contact with you, Cam, and approach your table. Ha ah, Cam! I heard about your exciting brawl here last night. Good
4: show. You gonna write a story about it for me? We'll see. It was such a good night, though. I mean, I, we did so
0: many cool things. You have to write about it. I may mention it. In my meeting that I have with the Open Lord this morning... Meeting with an Open Lord? You've come
4: up in the world. And uh, who are your friends? Kind of gesture for you guys to introduce yourselves.
0: I'm Talon. Howdy. I'm Magic Dan. I'm L. Well met. I am jelester Silvermane. It's a pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Cam, after hearing about the events that transpired last night, I thought that maybe I'd open up the door for an opportunity for you perhaps. You and your companions. What kind of opportunity? Well, you might not know this about me, Cam, but I am one of the many field agents of the Lord's Alliance here in the city. I heard about your skills in this troll debacle and now that you have an adventuring group with you, that may open some more profitable opportunities.
4: I think that's something we'd be open to as long as we weren't breaking the law, breaking the law. The Lord's Alliance, like, is the fucking law. Well, a deal with the Lord Alliance sounds just where I need to be to get my career back on track, so I think that's something I would be interested in at least.
0: It's something to consider uh, for all of you. Please think about it. I don't have any jobs right now, but we'll talk soon. Uh, Please consider showing your loyalty to Waterdeep and protecting our streets. What's the pay like? As I said, I, I don't have any jobs right now. Uh, I am going to a meeting with the open lord, Larel Silverhand, this morning. Shan't be late. Well, make sure you put in a good word for us, because that sounds like a
4: very prosperous opportunity indeed. I will consider it. If you will consider
0: working with the Lord's Alliance.
4: Of course. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. And you must tell me
0: all about this meeting when you return. I will, I will. Thank you. Uh, all of you have a wonderful day. I will talk soon. All right, well, see you, fancy pants. Wonderful. Have a wonderful day. And he will turn tail and head out. This might
4: be our last day in the sewers, boys. Who was that guy? He's around the awning portal a lot. He tells great stories. He's very upstanding in the city. All right,
3: well, you know, honestly, i got to get my hands on some weapons. That's what I need. After that last encounter with them Kenku, I can't just rely on just shooting fireballs. i got to find something that shoots out and messes guys up and i'm not good with a bow and arrow i just i don't have the form also it makes my wrist hurt what about a crossbow Ooh, that sounds great i can make that like item return so i can shoot an arrow and it comes flying right back into the crossbow recocks it and i can fire it again that'd be real impressive
2: sounds a little dangerous
4: it's insanely
3: dangerous it sounds like a way to
4: shoot
2: yourself i know you want not <laughs> of this bacon Guys, I think our best bet would be to go back to the warehouse and scour the sewers in that general location.
1: Well, before we do that, you need a weapon, and can we find a place where I can get some chalk?
2: What's with the chalk?
1: Well, if we're going to be in the sewers, we're going to want to mark where we've been and where we're going.
0: Very practical. You guys, make your way over to where the warehouse was on Candle Lane. You can see that the streets are still cordoned off, and there are still City Watch posted at the entrance to the alley. You guys take a lap around Candle Lane, and you end up finding a sewer grate nearby, maybe a block away from the warehouse on Candle Lane. And the peculiar thing is the grate on the sewer is slightly askew, as if it has been recently lifted. I think we found where we need to go.
3: Looks like it. Really hope it's not. The butthole bandits? I didn't want to call them that. (laughs) I was going to call him Circle Hand. I mean, that's just gross.
1: All right, who's going in first?
3: I'll take the lead.
0: As long as it's not elegant.
1: The gate was broken when we got there.
0: You guys pull the sewer grate over, and Tay begins descending down. Cam we go right behind Tay. Then I'll go. I'll follow suit. You all descend down a rusted ladder through the narrow grate. You step onto a damp stone walkway. A putrid stream. Flows along this sewer tunnel, which stretches before you in the darkness. To the right of the ladder, you see a tiny symbol drawn on the wall in yellow chalk—a palm-sized circle with ten equidistant spokes radiating out of it. Oh, that's it.
2: That's the one. I saw that. That's the Butthole Bandit,
3: Mark. I guess we're calling them that. Don't really. I'm not crazy about that. I'm worried if they find out we're calling them that, they're going to slit our throats in our sleep. They would probably do that anyway because of how involved we are. Fair. We did kill, like, three of their bird guys.
1: I think down by the floor, I'm just going to make a small, like, little X with the chalk so I know that's where we entered in. I mean, there's
3: cool stuff down here. Also, there could be, like, horrid monsters.
0: Okay, you go ahead, Taylor. I'll start off down. The uneven terrain beneath your feet alternates between slimy cobblestones and mud. Occasionally interrupted by protruding roots and the remains of debris carried by the underground currents. At every fork or T-intersection in the tunnels, the same symbol is scrawled in yellow chalk marking next to a tunnel. I would keep following the mark. And at the bottom of the floor where the wall meets it, I will make another mark with the, the chalk. You guys follow the signs through the tunnels for 30 minutes... 40 minutes nearly an hour in the putrid disgusting stinky another word for disgusting sewer when you finally come to a three-way intersection one of the familiar chalk symbols is marked on a wall nearby leading to a tunnel that doesn't have a stone walkway just a tunnel with water in it floating near the symbol in the middle of the air in the darkness, is a spherical, grapefruit-sized creature with a bulging central eye and four stumpy eye stalks popping out of its head. It lets out this disgusting noise. And you will see laser beams shooting out of the eye stalks Towards you guys, I need you to roll initiative. This little orb creature with one central eye. It's got green, scaly skin. Four eye stalks that are shooting laser beams towards you guys. L, you are the first one to react. What do you want to do? Is this over the water or or where we can stand? Where you can stand,
1: actually. Okay. I'm going to run up to it and uh, cast Booming Blade and try to jab it right in the central eye. Okay. Make an attack roll. 23. That hits. Roll damage. 12. And then I'm going to bonus action, disengage, and step back.
0: So you run up towards this thing, try to skewer it, and it nimbly dodges out of the way, and you scrape across it. This black blood oozes out of it, coats your blade. You do nick it with the booming energy, and it hovers around it. Then you quickly do a barrel roll, get a little bit of Cook on you, and make your way uh, away from it. Magic Dan, you're up.
3: Alright, time to test out this invention. And I fire
0: the crossbow at it. Alright, that'll be 18. You fire an arrow that pierces one of its eye-stock eyes. It lets out this disgusting yelp. Get an eye full of that, piece of shit. It's still alive. And it begins wildly shooting eye rays all over the place. Let's see. Who do I want to hit? I'm going to number you guys. One, two, three, four. You ready? Talon. a ray of black energy washes over your body, and you begin to feel a sense of horrifying fear well up within you. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Twelve. That just beats it. So, the fear begins to rise up within you, and you feel like you need to run away from this thing. But you shake your head and brush it off. Magic Dan, a pink ray of energy washes over you, and you feel yourself becoming a little bit lighter as you float off the ground a little bit. I need you to make a strength saving throw. Fourteen. You feel yourself being lifted over towards the water, but you break free of it, and it lets out its little noise, and you are not thrown in the water.
3: I'm not getting dunked you little piece of
0: shit. Very cool. That is its turn. Next in the order is Talon.
2: I will point my staff at the floating eye thing and shoot a firebolt at it. 20. That hits.
4: One fight. It feels lightly singed. <laughs> Cam, you're up. Alright, I'm gonna whip out the little hand crossbow just like real quick from this on my side and Shoot it over at his, uh, one of his eye stalks.
0: That is a nat 20. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, that's double the dice. That's, a uh, 12. You
4: eviscerate this thing. How do you do it? I honestly kind of want to say, like, I'm aiming for one of the eyes and then, like, kind of like slip a little bit and my aim goes down and I shoot it directly through its, like, main eye in its head.
0: Like, almost accidental kill on this thing. Sure. It flies through its eyeball and pierces into the stone behind it like a arrow through a apple. And it slowly sloths off the back of the arrow and falls on the ground.
4: Yeah, it, it, you know, I meant to do that.
3: It was cool. I look at it it's dead as hell and I like walk over and I just like feel goal punt the body real fast. <laughs> it bounces off the wall and splashes in the water. Ah, you big gross ball. <laughs> what the hell was that thing?
1: Wasn't that the same thing in The Zoblob window?
0: I thought those things were way bigger. Did we just kill a baby one? That was it. The symbol leads to a sewer tunnel that does not have a walkway on it. But The symbol is definitely indicating that you need to trudge through this foot of water.
4: Okay. I am so sorry, Al. I can do this.
3: How will you know what it means to be truly clean unless you get really dirty?
0: Spoken like a poor person. (laughs) You guys trudge through the sewer water into darkness and we'll pick it up next time. Hell yeah. Thank you so much to Hoodie Cat for letting us record here. We are eternally grateful. Please become a patron of our Patreon. Support us. We we need we need better microphones. Thank you for listening. I'm Dungeon Lord J, and this has been Quest. <laughs>
3: I know you've lived in fancy places your whole life and probably eaten great food, but i got to tell you, when it comes to wings, the worse the place looks, the better the wings are. Now, please try these. What is it? These are cockatrice wings dipped in some of the finest tangy barbecue sauce you've ever had. Also, not breaded because if you put sauce on breaded wings. They're terrible.
4: Take a bite. Cam, be the judge. Oh, I have to try these. I've, I've, I've never had these. I've had an eresefedolimus, but I've never had these. Oh man, I, I don't know what that is, but I bet that is incredible. Did that bar only have one bathroom and it not work right? There wasn't a bathroom. It was in a different domain. But you, it, it's a long story. Oh, that's
3: probably even better because that place is probably a dump. L, take a bite, please. Just, just for me and Miao
2: I'll
1: do it for Miao <laughs> These
3: are fucking stellar. attention all game enthusiasts looking for a place where board games and tabletop adventures come alive introducing hoodie cat game lounge whether you're painting the finest miniatures or seeking thrilling adventures in our dungeon inspired game room we've got the perfect setting gathering with friends for some friendly competition is so easy at hoodie cat game lounge for just five dollars try out any game in our expansive collection And if you love it we'll take five dollars off the sale price it's a win-win Imagine the sounds of dice rolling, card shuffling, and tokens moving across the board. Every unexpected turn of the game makes these meetups memorable, transforming an ordinary evening into an unforgettable one. Hoodie Cat Game Lounge is located in the heart of the Centerpoint Shops at Tanger Outlets in North Charleston. So pull up a chair at Hoodie Cat Game Lounge, where your next adventure awaits.